So we're reading from Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everybody went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone. My name's David. If I haven't met you before, I work here at St. John's helping with uh, families. And uh, we're going to take a moment just to look back at those verses about the birth of Jesus and uh, focus in on, on actually just one of those verses this morning. Boys and girls, I'm going to need your help, first of all, especially if you're in primary school. I have got um, a house and a stable up here at the front, and I've got lots of people and animals. And I would like you to come and uh, pick up either a person or an animal, put them in the right place, okay? I couldn't get it done before church started. Could you come and help me now? Do you think you could come and help me now? I think primary school children, um, mums and dads, grannies and grandpas can come and help as well if that helps get the job done. Come on up, don't be shy. I'm going to have to start doing it myself. Brilliant. Come on, Grace, you can be first. Brilliant, Joshua. So just, just take one. That's the enthusiasm we want. Just take one and uh, you can open up the house or you can uh, put it in the stable. Where do you think they should go? Well done, well done, well done. Now, I want us to look back at our Bible reading, and I want us to think, where is Jesus when he is born? Okay? Where is Jesus when he's born? Have a look at Luke chapter 2. If you turn to 1027, and uh, if we look at verses 6 and 7, it says this, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. When we think about Jesus being born, I think we often think that Jesus was born in the stable. And so over here, we've got the animals, we've got somebody's put Mary and Joseph and Jesus in there. And the stable is away from the people and outside. And uh, here's the other houses in Bethlehem. But if you look at the verse that we just read, it doesn't mention any animals, and it doesn't mention a stable. It just says, in a manger, because there was no guest room. 
Now, the manger was a feeding box where the animals would come to eat their meals, where the cows would have their food. And I think when we read manger, we often think stable. Jesus was born in a stable. And we have lots of Christmas cards and lots of carols and nativities that show Jesus being born in a stable. But it could be that he was actually born in an ordinary home. If you think about it, the verses don't say which. All it says is, born in a manger, there was no room in the guest room. Guest room, not the inn, the guest room. In those days, the people in Bethlehem would have lived upstairs in their houses. And do you know where the manger would actually have been? The manger would have been downstairs in their houses. Downstairs. And so we know that Bethlehem was really, really busy. It was so busy because lots of people had come home. So if Jesus, uh, Mary and Joseph came to a house and the house was full of people and there was no space in the guest room, the next place that he would have, uh, Mary and Joseph would have gone would have been downstairs to where the manger was. And that would have been the obvious place to put the baby when he was born. Now, I want us to think a bit more about this. I want us to think this morning that rather than Jesus being born in the stable and with the animals, and this could be very controversial, I want us to think about Jesus being born in an ordinary home with ordinary people. In an ordinary home with ordinary people. If we think Jesus was born in a stable with animals far off outside, well, we might miss the big point of Christmas. You see, the big point of Christmas is to show us that Jesus, the Son of God, came to be with ordinary people, with ordinary people in everyday life. He was born into everyday life at a really, really busy time. If we're wondering, now let me just show you a picture up here. Can you click? Oh, this is what we sometimes think in the stable. But if we think, I'll do it. If we think, Jesus is born in a home, I think it will help us really understand more about why Jesus came. Here's a girl, and she's wondering about God. She's wondering, what is God like? And she's got lots and lots of questions. She's looking up at how big the world is. 
and she's thinking, is God real? What's he like? Can I know him? Does he care about me? She knows that some people think there's no God. She's also heard that some people think, well, there might be a God, but if he's there, he's far off from us. He's not involved in the world. He's not involved in everyday life. Some people, she knows, think that he might be there, but you can't know him personally. He might be there, but I don't think he cares about ordinary people. Lots of us today, I think, have these questions. What is God like? And Luke, in his book, in his part of the Bible, wants us all to know with certainty that God is real and that we can know him personally, that he cares about ordinary people like you and like me. And so right from the very start, we see that Jesus came to be with ordinary people in everyday life. This is good news. We're gonna sing a song about the joy that Jesus brings. Well, do have a seat. Um, I knew that line was coming up in that hymn about being born in the stable. Um, I feel as if I may have some work to do here convincing people. But I guess what I'm trying to show is, is that if we look in the Bible, there's no mention of stable. But um, we are seeing from the very start of Jesus' story that he came to be with people. And so I'm going to move Mary, I'm not going to take the stable away, okay, I'm going to leave it there, but I'm going to move Mary and Joseph in here to the downstairs room of this ordinary house full of ordinary people to help us think about why Jesus came. Now at Christmas time, I always look forward to seeing what sort of Christmas adverts there are going to be on the television. Maybe not many of us watch normal telly anymore, but often there are some good, funny adverts. I wonder what you've seen this year, if you've seen any, if you can whisper them to mum or dad, or shout out just now what you've seen already, if any, or favorite ones that you remember from before. From any ideas? Anybody got any ideas from John Lewis? Elves going on holidays. Yep. Who was that by? It's Thompson's. Yeah, Thompson's. Um, lots of people do Christmas adverts. Um, Marks and Spencer's, John Lewis, Aldi, anybody else. They do their Christmas adverts and they're great. They're often funny. The thing about adverts at Christmas is that they only show a tiny little bit of real life. They only show us a little bit of real life. And it's 
pretty much always the best bits. They show you a snapshot of how good life can be. No one ever sets out to make a Christmas advert which shows the sad and the hard things in life. Um, you see, sometimes we all look pretty good. We look even as if we're pretty sorted. Maybe even here this morning, you look around and you see all these people here and you think they're all sorted. Well, maybe, maybe they are. But, but if we started to make an advert of our lives, a bigger advert of our lives about not just Christmas Day, but um, ordinary life, everyday life. I wonder what we would see. Um, yes, we can look sorted in moments, but actually, most of us would probably admit that inside we're pretty fragile. Underneath, there's, there's a lot of brokenness and disappointment. I just jotted down a few things here in my notes. We have struggles with anxiety and grief and illness. In real everyday life, we find it can be hard, chaotic, full of ups and downs, marked by tears and pain and maybe even regret. I think in the face of that, what we read in the pages of the Bible come as a great, great comfort to know that Jesus came to be with, can you remember boys and girls? Ordinary people in everyday life. Can you say that with me, boys and girls? Jesus came to be with ordinary people in everyday life. You see, what tends to happen, I think, sometimes myself, we enjoy the good times at Christmas, uh, we maybe think about Jesus a little bit, and then we pack him away until next year. And then we go back to ordinary, normal, everyday life, to the hard things without him. But actually, this morning, I want us to be seeing that he's here, not with the animals, but with people right from the start in the busyness of Bethlehem. He's here with the people who he came to save. He came into the midst of everyday life for not just the special days, but for every day. Not the odd bits of life, uh, just for Christmas and then back to normal. He wants to be with us in the normal, in the normal. As we finish, I want to finish with a challenge and a comfort. Two things, the challenge of knowing that Jesus came to be with ordinary people in everyday life. The challenge is this, Jesus shows us that God does care about ordinary people like you and I, that he came to mend our brokenness. 
to bring the possibility of forgiveness and peace with God. We all need him as our savior. And so the challenge is not to push him away this Christmas, but to find out more. This is a little book that we've got here in church that are at the door. You can take them for free. This would be a great way to find out more about why we all need Jesus. That's the challenge. The comfort, the comfort is that none of us have to face everyday life on our own. None of us have to face everyday life on our own. Jesus came to be with us in all the circumstances of our real everyday lives, beside us in everyday life, beside us, not away from us. So don't hold him at arm's length. Don't hold him at arm's length. Don't leave him in the stable. He wants to be in here with us and beside us. I'm going to leave a gap just for a moment now. And I'm going to suggest two little prayers that anyone could pray right now if they wanted. You don't have to. It's not going to be out loud prayers. But if you want to say a silent prayer, here's my two suggestions. You could do both or you could just do one. Maybe someone here this morning could think about this and taking it away and find out more. You could just pray, God, please help me to find out more about why I need Jesus. And the second prayer could be a thank you prayer. Thank you that Jesus came to be with ordinary people in everyday life. Please help me to trust him today. I'm going to leave a gap now. And in a moment, we'll have our next song. A gap to pray if you wish. Amen. <laughs>